Hello, Punk Crackers! Salut les punks! Welcome to the Punk Cracket Show, episode 75! I'm Emily and I'm your host! I'm very happy to be here with you once again this week! Today, my guest is Lynn of the band Bad Cup, Bad Cup! She's amazing! We had such a great chat! reviews of all the show I've seen so far this week and I'm giving you a recommendation for the Canadian band The Last Mile that I saw yesterday it's gonna be a great episode and it's starting now you are doing great today. I'm doing good. I'm so excited to record this episode. I have so many things to tell you today. Well, we're waiting. Like I told you on the two last episodes, I'm in the middle of a crazy week of shows and it's been really fun so far. So it started last Tuesday. I went to see Lag Wagon in Quebec City. It was a great moment for me. Oh, wow. At first, I was a little disappointed because Big Wig were supposed to be on the lineup and they had to cancel mm, last minute or like the day before. So I was bummed because I really like to watch them live and I was kind of pumped. I <laughs> I listened to their old discography like the day before. I was like, yeah, I hope they're going to play a lot of songs on Reclamation, blah, blah, blah. So I was, I was sad, but I was quickly happy again because they were replaced by an amazing local band here called Downstater. If you don't know them, you should, uh, you should definitely watch them. They are great. Then I had the pleasure to discover the band Gromster. They're from California. They're super young. And I thought it was so amazing that Lagwagon brought this band on tour. It's super refreshing. It's fun to see bigger bands uh, bring smaller bands on tour. It's fun for the public, in my opinion. And it's also super good for the scene in general. And then it was Lagwagon and it was so fun. First of all, they were in a very good shape. Joey Cape's voice was great. All the band was having so much fun on the stage. The, the set list was great. I wish they could play a little more new songs. Um, but I was so, 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 so excited to hear like songs like Violins, Making Friends, Island of Shame. So I thought the set list was great. Uh, they also played one of my favorite heartbreaking music. I love this song so much. It's so emotional for me. And the crowd was on fire. And I found a very good spot in the venue. <laughs> Because, okay, I received some comments from times to times on social media saying like, why are, not, why are you not in the pit? Why are you not mushing? Blah, blah, blah. And the truth is, I'm scared. Okay, I, I don't like big crowds in general. 
I have a little, not social phobia, but like crowd phobia. I don't like to feel stuck in a crowd. So mushing, stage diving, being in the pit, mm, I, it's not the best for me because I'm always a little scared and I'm not totally enjoying the show. But at Lagwagon, I found the perfect spot close to the stairs, just, 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 just like one step uh, over the crowd. So I was seeing the crowd so well and I could feel the energy. So that was the best of both worlds for me. The next day, Get Dead was in town, but I missed the show because I forgot to buy a ticket. So I was like, okay, I'll take this opportunity to rest a little before the weekend. I wanted to save a little energy, but I was kind of disappointed not to go. I heard so much great comments from the people who went there. And then on Thursday, it was the beginning of one of my favorite festivals here in Quebec City, Envol et Macadam. I went to see a very young and promising <laughs> local band here called Hidden Bliss. You should check them right now. They're going to release a new album pretty soon, so I'm excited. I'm going to repunkment them for sure eventually. And they... <sighs> Wow, they were spectacular live. I love the singer's vocal. The, there are three women and a man in the band. Very young people. Great, great, great energy. And then I watched a duet called the Joannes. But at, uh, at this show, they were a trio. They are folk with a little punk influences. Great people too. But a big, big day of the week was last Saturday. So for me now, I'm on Sunday late afternoon. So for me, it was last night and yesterday. So I'm still having like, not a blues because sometimes after a festival, I'm kind of depressed. But tonight I'm going to watch another show. But yesterday was insane. I started the day at Envoli Macadam with um, a hardcore punk afternoon. I watched the band Peer Pressure at first. They always give us a blast of angriness. I love the singer Victoria. She's so great. Then it was the band Phased Out. I watched also Feels Like Home. Then I went home a little. And I went after that to our very most beautiful outdoor venue in Quebec. It's called Lagora. So you can see the Saint-Laurent River. You see the Chateau Frontenac when you're there. It's spectacular. I know like all the bands are in love with the, the landscape when they play there. And I watched a band called Nobro. I watched also a band from the old, old local scene in the mid-90s uh, in Quebec called X-Large. So I was so excited to see them again. I think, I, I, actually, I've never seen them before. I'm pretty sure of that. I know the singer had a Bad Religion tribute that I saw a couple of times back in the days. And I've never seen them. So I was happy to see them as a comeback. Then it was one of my favorite local bands in the world called Mute. Maybe you know them. I love their set list. But I was really disappointed because they were supposed to have a last song. They announced it like, okay, we're going to play a last song. Come to see our next shows. We're going to play Thunder Blast in its entirely. So everyone knew that they would play Bates Motel. <laughs> But they had to stop. 
up because NoFX was coming soon and they didn't have time to finish the set, but I was like, kind of, let them finish their goddamn set. But I saw them so many times in the past, so I didn't stay mad for too long. <laughs> And then the crowd was very, very ready for no effects. We saw some people with dinosaurs, the disguisement. What's the word? Costume. <laughs> A costume of dinosaurs. I was like, oh, they're probably gonna start the show with dinosaur will die. So the band came on the stage. Fat Mike spit some beverages. Um, Then <laughs> they talk a little, it was really funny, and they started with Dinosaurs Were Die. And the set list was incredible. They were super energetic. Sometimes you don't know, because when you go to see NoFX, you never know if it's gonna be good. You never know if the band will have a chemistry together, but it's always very in entertaining. And it was, but the set list was great. They played good. That was a perfect night. And you know what? Okay, you're gonna be proud of me, my friends, because it was a pretty good, pretty big crowd. And I was in front for almost all the show close to the pit. But I, I had fun. I wasn't that scared. <laughs> it was perfect. And I've never seen NoFX that close. So, yep. And, but I, I thought maybe it would be the last time because of the rumors saying that the band will split next year. But finally, they said that they were going to come back, which made me very happy. So, um, such a great night. I went after that to an after show. I watched uh, Our Darkest Days, a very great local band here. And I discovered a new band called The Last Mile. In this band, you have Chris Nelgrove, a guy that I absolutely like. He's doing some solo stuff. He's also used to play in the band Prevenge. So I knew him already, but I, I it was the first time I watched this band live. And I was so, so, so happy. I thought they were so good that I decided that they would be the Repunkmentation for today. Repunkmentation! They are playing some fast punk rock. We can hear some hardcore influences, some folk influences um, at some point too. So yeah, let's listen to their song Skyline that we can find on their recent album Respect the Frequency released last year. Where 
go to a great venue called La Source de la Martinière and I'm gonna watch Our Darkest Days again. <laughs> Then it's gonna be Ignite and I'm very excited to hear the new singer. The new album is so good, so I think I'm gonna like this show a lot. And also I'm gonna watch Authority Zero. Tomorrow, Belvedere will be in town with two Um, European bands Darko and Straight Line for Germany. Darko are from the UK. And Darko is gonna sleep at my place, so later I'll have to clean a little. <laughs> hey, punk rock human! If you like merch as much as I do, I strongly recommend you the website epicmerchstore.com. They have t shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, long sleeves, and kids' merch for more than 200 punk rock scars and metal bands from all around the planet. So if you like bands like Good Riddance, The Dreadnoughts, Friends of Rome, After the Fall, Diesel Boy, Krang, Straight Line, Polly, Randy, and many more. Oh, they also have a Tony Slide tribute merch. They support smaller and bigger bands from all around the world. Plus, they ship worldwide and you can have a flat rate shipping cost. Get your merch at epicmerchstore.com Interview Okay, now it's time to listen to the great chat I had with Lynn of Bad Cop, Bad Cop. She's the bassist. We talked about her passion for performing in general, how she met the other Bad Cop, about important social topics like racism, um, reproductive rights. We talked about the great initiative she started, Bassist Against Racism. And I asked her your questions. Enjoy. Is your name actually pronounced Amelie? Amelie. Amelie. Yeah, the accent. Like, the accent yeah, the is accent. pronounced A. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Um, yeah, I actually um, I took French in high school, so um, I know just a little bit. That's Je parle en français un peu. Oui, c'est bon. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you choose French? <laughs> Um, I, cause, uh, I don't know. I really like it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a beautiful really language. Like, yeah. And plus, um, I'm Vietnamese and, uh, it was, you know, uh, a French colony for a very long time. So oh, yeah, a lot of Vietnamese right. is derived from, you know, French language as well. So, oh, that's really interesting. Great. Uh, cheers. Oh. Uh, you're on coffee. Cheers. Coffee. I'm on tea, my huge mug. <laughs> so uh, I I was so sad that you couldn't make the Puzza Fest this year. Oh, oh I know. Oh, I wanted to meet you there, but oh, I yeah. know. A lot of people were disappointed, but at the same time, you know, it's it's life. Mm. Yeah, it's COVID. You know, it's just the way it is now. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll keep doing like. I think for me, I'm gonna think a lot more of if I go out or not, even if it's just a cold. We used to do yeah. everything, but I think now we just develop a new, a new reflex to think: uh, Am I gonna like spread my virus, whatever it is? So yeah, yeah. It's mainly like now it's to the point where it's like, okay, if I'm not feeling well, like I may be fine, mm -hmm. but if this goes to somebody else. Um, that's awful. Like you don't want to be held responsible for, yeah. uh, you know, 
getting somebody else sick, especially if it's, you know, we're still going through COVID and, you know, they're not really pushing vaccine mandates or anything like that. You you just don't know. And you don't know who's vulnerable. And even, yeah, it's just, (laughs) you just gotta be cautious and think about other people aside from yourself, you know? Mm -hmm, Exactly. So maybe so. next year, maybe next year you, maybe next you year. go there. I saw you there once or twice. I saw you play also at the fest. Yeah, great. yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, fest is so much fun. Uh, we'll be there this year too. Oh, nice. Such a beautiful yeah. festival. So how are things recently with the band? A lot of um, tours. Things are good. I mean, what's that? I said there's a lot of tours coming soon. Some... You did a lot of shows yeah, recently. Um, we have a couple shows left of this year. I mean, well, not a couple, but like, you know, uh, we have like a little run that we just announced uh, with uh, The Last Gang, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. And then, yes. you know, a few of those shows um, are with Anti-Flag um, and they're on them as well. So we are always excited to be on the road with those guys. Um, they're just when we went on tour with them in November, it was just so much fun. Um, Dollskin is such a great great mm-hmm. band and they're just great humans i actually went to uh the less than jake and bowling for soup show recently um because our uh merch manager and driver maddie meat sticks uh he uh he was working uh with less than jake so i wanted oh. to say hi to say hi to the less than jake guys and you know um uh uh, Dollskin was with them as well, so uh, I got to see them again. It was like a little reunion, so. <laughs> oh, it's so amazing. Yeah, we have sh- it's amazing. Yeah, we have those you, shows with you them. Make, you make a lot of friends on tour. It's so precious. It's so precious memories that yeah. you're making through the years. Yeah, and it were like just really, you know, I'm I'm particularly grateful to have experienced being on the road with all these bands that have just been so welcoming and so nice and developing wonderful friendships um and making amazing memories like just it's uh it's something to be truly truly grateful for because I never would have imagined being able to do this <laughs> really and uh, you know what uh, because today i want i have some questions by myself but i also i uh, got a lot of questions from the listeners honestly you're one Aww. of the guests i have the most i have received the more the more question the most question <laughs> yeah and a lot of those questions were about how you started to play bass what were your first influences and so and you're talking about that you couldn't imagine doing this today so I I wonder what it was like when you were young and you just started to think about playing music yeah I mean I've always um I think one thing that I've always loved doing was be a performer Mm -hmm. um even above playing music um i always you know I, i did gymnastics for a long time and yes there's a lot of athleticism that is into that i mean this is why i look the way <laughs> you know, i got big big shoulders and anyways um <laughs> but I, i've always been a performer at heart like that's what i, I love to entertain mm-hmm. i love to um just i think performing it performance art in itself is something that i 
I have such a hard passion for, even more so than music. Um, I found eventually that playing music, um, you know, was the outlet to be a performance artist, Um, you know. I can only do so much dancing. You know, I love dancing. Oh, I, wow. you know, I love gymnastics, but you know, that had, uh, that had ended for me, um, from an injury, you know, a pretty, pretty massive injury. But, oh. um, but you know, I, I had eventually learned, you know, you know, listening to music and, you know, music has always been an interest. Like, you know, I just always loved listening to it. You just catch me. <laughs> I just remember as a little kid, I think my mom actually has some really incriminating photos. of me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my sister does too. I have no idea. But when I was like a little kid and I would dress up in these like gaudy costumes, like can can dancing and stuff and, like dance costumes. And I would have, um, you know, music playing, and I would just pretend I was like a dancer and uh, you know, I would just perform. Like and it was just me by myself, just in my living room, <laughs> in my family room as a kid. Um, but yeah, eventually, you know, um just listening to music and you know, having an interest of like, oh well, I would like to like maybe learn how to play it. Cause you know, in, in school I was, you know, in concert choir, mm-hmm. um, I was in musicals and stuff too. Um, but it would always caught, you know, listening to bands. Like I, I remember listening to like the cranberries, for example, oh, yeah. and, um, and garbage. And I was just like, Oh, I want to, you know, and seeing Tia Carrera in Wayne's world. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I, I could do this. Like, is that something that I could do? And so I remember picking up the guitar for the very first time and it, I, it, it's it was so difficult for me to learn like Aww. but um weirdly enough um i was able to hear uh the bass lines and songs like i could wow. hear it uh and, I, and that's how I was able to figure out how to, pl- you know, what key the song was in. And I could hear like the you know, play, like just root notes and like just figure out the, you know, the root of what the song was, you know, who, mm-hmm. whatever they were playing. It was just and I took it from there and I was like, oh, I could hear the bass lines. And oh, that's what the bass sounds like. So eventually I just turned over into, you know, from guitar to playing bass. Eventually I learned how to play guitar a little bit better. I still don't consider myself a st- strong guitarist by any means you know enough to be able to like play and write songs here you know yeah, basics you, you do acoustic um, solo stuff too with guitar yeah it sounds great yeah mm-hmm. it's it's fun you know it's nothing advanced by any means and trust me my nerves really get to me when i do solo oh. acoustic <laughs> stuff for sure i have a little too much to drink at times and i'm just like ah this is what happens <laughs> but yeah. um but um but yeah it, that, that's pretty much how it all started it was just i had to figure out another way to perform mm-hmm. and um it happened to be music and played in bands you know after uh you know i grew up in rochester new york um which mm. you know right across the lake uh lake ontario yeah. from toronto so um i would and, and funny enough i would always go to montreal for uh for field trips for French class. So we always would always go to Montreal and, um, 
And then after I graduated high school, I moved to Philadelphia and I lived there for 10 years, almost 10 years. And, um, and I played in bands there. Um, I was in a band that had a bunch of shows that was, um, Whoa, you know, shut. along the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Hello, Katie. <laughs> She's really <laughs> annoying. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I have two cats. Aww. I have two cats and I have a dog. Hang on. Let me get my dog real quick. Oh, and I'm going to open the door. I think she wants to to get out. She's like, Mama. I just opened the door because I think she wants to leave. And she... <laughs> oh. <laughs> and this is my doggy. Cute little chien. Yes. Oh, yes. Her name is Eddie. Hi, Eddie. And she is my she is my baby. Oh, that's so she's, cute. She's very sleepy right now. Oh, is she? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, she, um, uh, let me see if I can say this in French. Elle mm. est, uh, saison. Saison. Elle est saison. Metalisha. Is that uh, right? Yeah. Metalisha a uh, douze Oh, douze ans. Uh, um, mon, um, on chat, uh, Patsy. On s'appelle uh, Patsy et uh, six ans. Et um, mon chat Kobe uh, et deux ans. À deux ans. Oh, nice. You're good. I hope I said that right. <laughs> yeah, à deux ans instead of a. But the letter oh, is pronounced. But in English, a, a is pronounced a. I know. It's so. Uh, but yeah, yeah oh, amazing. I'm very happy when people Just... speak French. <laughs> I'm actually I'm taking uh, currently I'm taking Spanish on Duolingo Um, I'm gonna eventually like once you know I might eventually move over to doing French again and see if I can pick up on that again and Vietnamese um, I want to learn German and Italian too so I mean not like all at once it's a lot of stuff to learn at once yeah oh my god it's just fun to to do <laughs> so you're not only a performer, you're also a, a brainer with because language is it's like it takes a lot of space in the brain. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's great. I mean, I just think it's I think it's interesting and I love to learn languages because I, I don't know I can't explain exactly the reason why but when I go you know when we I remembered when we went to Germany for the first time and like the first thing I know like ask me like how do you say this mm-hmm. how do you say this and a lot of that like kind of goes hand in hand with performing too exactly. for me at least like so when true. I can say something in you know someone else's language from their country's language on stage um you know then it's just like yeah i don't know it's just it's just a nice failing to do that and like when they feel like oh my god that's a you know i am if it were me like i would feel like oh my god they're taking the time to like they really genuinely enjoy being in this country and um you know and the fact that they would be willing to take the time to learn the language of where i'm from um you know that that's a very very warm and inviting feeling so um, i really enjoy that it's a connection (laughs) it's a real connection with people and you can really see the or feel the culture of of someone with the language i feel because in quebec Uh, I mean, we are surrounded by English everywhere. So what what makes us different is French, among other things. But like, and it's a very different French uh, compared to France or other 
Belgium right. or whatever. So it's a it's a very nice way to connect with with someone. Yeah. 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 And That's like great. yeah, it just I don't know. It's just. It's just a nice feeling. Like yeah. when I go and I'll, you know, would we'll say, you know, like, um, you know, bonjour or like, uh, um, I don't know if you know, uh, this guy works, um, he works like a, he works Pusa Fest. His name is Mathieu. Mm-hmm. Um, Mathieu, um, Gagne. Is it pronounced Gagne? Gagne. Yeah. 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 I know Gagne. him a little. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that guy. He has always been so sweet. Um, his his wife is in our Simple Girl video. Um, and I just remember, like, when I first met, to, met him, and, um, you know, I, I, I forget exactly what happened, but, like, I had to, like, run off to take care of some shit. And, and I was like, Atutala! And he's like... so like just like little things like that it was just you know it's a connection and it's like a fun little it's just a little thing but it's a real connection that you can develop and like Mm -hmm. i I truly value like the people that i meet i hope you know i'm hoping to come back to quebec you know i'm hoping we get to come back to come back to quebec (laughs) um sooner than later um you know and when we do you know i would love to um i feel i feel like you and i have met in person uh we met Um, a little at the fest uh, briefly yes yeah okay i know it was very because your face is very familiar to me um and your voice is very familiar to me as well so i was like i know i've met you before but not very very briefly Yeah, but it's okay. And and meeting people for me, like, I mean, I try as hard as I can to remember people's names and like, and like a lot of times I'll be like, okay, what's your favorite, what's your favorite food? It'll be like, you know, Amelie, what, what is your favorite food? Yeah. Oh, it's uh oh my God, a pasta, all pasta with lots pasta. of cheese. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be like, oh, you're Am- uh, Emily that loves pasta and I'll like continue <laughs> to say that in my head and that way the next time I see you be like Emily you love pasta <laughs> you know just it's just a way for me to re- try and make an effort to remember because that is important to me what's your um, favorite food to like oh so, I, I have too many favorite foods oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> I have I, I mean I love you know I love yeah, Vietnamese food is always going to be my heart and soul, you know, I just from my mom's cooking. Um, oh. but I do love me some pizza. Uh, you know, I love me so a nice, a nice sandwich, mm-hmm. <laughs> a nice sandwich, a nice crepe. I love oh. crepes. I love savory crepes. I love, uh, you oh. know, sweet crepes. Um, you know, uh, um, I love tacos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I live in Southern California, so <laughs> A lot of tacos, a lot of burritos, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's chicken <rad>. wings. <laughs> Good. Yeah, so, so food, I love is, it all. <laughs> food is also a great way to connect with people as well as languages. So you got it. And you're okay. So let's get back to our um, rewind tape. So you, you wanted to perform. Yeah. You chose mu- music. You were listening to bass. Yeah. And you, that's, that's interesting. And How did you uh, how did you meet the other girls in the band and how did you uh, start the band? 
I don't well, know the story. Um, I really want to know. Oh, yeah. No. Um, so, um, well, when I moved to California, um, you know, I was in a band. Uh, I was in a psychobilly band, actually. Um, I play upright bass as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, we had a bunch of shows on the West Coast. And eventually, you know, time goes by and you don't, you, you know, there's not as many shows anymore. And so I ended up just like moving to California because mm -hmm. I thought that was my opportunity. Like if yeah. I'm playing like two months worth of shows, I think this is a sign to tell, you know, for me to be like, Hey, you know, I think it's the universe telling you that you need to move to California. Maybe, yeah. maybe something new and refreshing. And it was just time. So, um, I moved to California Then eventually, you know, the shows had um, dwindled and I was just, you know, I, I was at the point where I never played music really with other women. Mm -hmm. And I and I was living in um, Orange County, um, California, um, in, uh, you know, Costa Mesa, Huntington Beach. And I remember going to uh, this bar in downtown Huntington Beach called Gallagher's. It's a little Irish pub pub <laughs> um and uh i was i was drunk i was really drunk <laughs> on the patio and i was just like you know it's really frustrating and all i want to do is just find a a bunch of other women to play music with that like why can't i be in a band with other women yeah and um and i'm like the hardest thing to find though is a female drummer like where are they And I hear this little voice behind me go, hey, I play drums. And I turn around and it's this woman, Jen Carlson, who was the original bass uh -huh. player for Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, and she's like, hey, I'm Jen. And I'm like, hey, I'm Lynn. And she's like, do you want to be friends? Do you want to hang out? And I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do it. And she invited me over to her house for barbecue like random party barbecue whatever and that's where i met stacy for the first time uh, it's where i met myra and her husband for the first time and this girl char um and so stacy jen and char played in a band called the city um and they didn't have a bass player because char played uh keys uh stacy played guitar and sang and jen played drums so and they were telling me you know like yeah we're also and You know, when I met Myra at that party, they're like, oh, yeah, we're in this band called Bad Cop Backup. Uh, I was like, that's so fucking cool. Like, I, I, that's amazing. Um, so, you know, shortly after that, uh, Jen calls me and was like, hey, do you want to do you want to jam out? Because, you know, at the party, we were, you know, drunk and playing acoustic guitar on, on the patio yeah. and like singing songs and singing covers together. We just had a grand old time. It was so fun. Mm. It is something that I will always remember because it is she is that that little voice was the reason why i got to meet everybody That's she's amazing. the reason yeah and so my drunk ass was like <laughs> i need to find a drummer that's a girl and <laughs> she's like i play drums um so yeah so shortly after that barbecue oh um was uh you know jen had reached out to me and was like hey do you want to come jam with me stacy and char you know we don't have a bass player for the city and so i was like sure i'll bring my 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 electric bass and my upright like maybe we can work oh. out work in both and we did and um we jammed out and they asked me to be a part of the city for a while and so we got oh. to play some shows together and um eventually uh you know 
um, I met Jenny um, at Jen's place as well because I guess they were doing some songwriting stuff and she's like oh you gotta meet this girl Lynn like and then I came over I met Jenny and um, it was the first time she had written like brought to the table the song Rodeo um, so uh, that was and that was like this is fucking cool shit like oh yeah. my god like everybody's so talented <laughs> And, um, you know, eventually Jen was, you know, not wanting to continue forward with a uh, bad cop. You know, she had other mm-hmm. goals in mind. And um, and so she had referred me uh, to to play and um, or at least be a fill in, you know, yeah. for shows that maybe Jen did want to do. So I came into practice one time and uh, that was when we had discovered the three part harmonies. And so it was just like a uh, holy crap. And so eventually like Jen, you know, was like, you know, I, I don't want to be in backup anymore. And so I, you know, took over and have been in it since. So, uh, <laughs> wow. I love this patio. I want to go there eventually. And maybe I'll find, oh, yeah. the, I don't know, like my new destiny. <laughs> yeah. If you're ever in Southern California, I mean, my husband and I live in Long Beach, California, uh, um, right across this, like the beach is literally across the street right there. <laughs> Oh, that's so we could show you around, you know, it would be so it's, it's such a fun city. I love Long Beach. Nice. I want to talk to you about so many things because I, I really love like your band, the music you do, but also I really love how involved you are in social topics and very important social topics. You are not shy to take position, uh, publicly and i think it's so important you are super involved uh, against uh, racism for uh, also for abortion rights so how are you feeling these days about all of this um well um i feel i mean to be quite frank very overwhelmed mm -hmm. with a lot of different emotions um you know as far as uh systemic racism is concerned i mean there's a lot of things that i didn't know about and mm -hmm. wasn't it wasn't brought to my attention kind of thing and i'm learning about it and unlearning a lot of things that you know were very you know were considered jokes and uh, yeah. uh you know yeah. funny like you know there's a, a and it's a very very thin thin line between um you know Jo you know, joking stereotypes versus, um, you know, uh, harmful ones. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm learning a lot about that and trying to, um, evolve my, my thought process behind it. Um, because there's a lot of things that I didn't know about that it need it needed to be, you know be brought to attention and like people should know about these things yeah. and things that I wasn't taught in school kind of thing and I'm like why wasn't I taught about these incredibly massive events that happened and you wanted to just sweep it under the rug because you wanted to give this light that were this magical country of yeah. you know of opportunity and um freedom and all this which is what like this country was you know founded upon initially i mean coming from an immigrant family like a family of refugees nonetheless too uh -huh. it wasn't just you know i just wanted to 
you know, moved to a different country. It was my family fled their country. Um, and not, I'm not even speaking from, you know, uh, like grandparents or anything. I'm talking my mom, my dad, and my sister. Um, oh. and, and, you know, I know the refugee crises in Europe is a whole different level of, um, situations and circumstances that also need to be brought to awareness. There are people dying in the Mediterranean sea. Um, and those that are, you know, organizations that are helping are like being arrested for helping them. Um, I don't understand why it's become why at least for like racism and, and, you know, racism has, is like the umbrella, right. To all these other, issues oh, that yeah. are at hand the refugee crisis um you know reproductive rights has a lot to play into you know into that as well um you know lgbtq issues have are, are it's all umbrellaed under this and um oh you know it, it's all related i, I shouldn't yeah. say maybe necessarily umbrellaed i don't really know the, the proper way to say it so uh, is it um, intersectional 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 yeah mm -hmm. i think that's the right that's the right term for it but, but regardless of the fact yeah. I, there are these issues that are happening there are these massively marginalized communities that are being affected um and i don't understand why there is so much apprehension to help people oh, that yeah. need it oh, like yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, with Stacy working with, you know, the sidewalk project, which is incredible, by the way, and has really, again, helped change, you know, help evolve my thinking towards the houses because it was so long, so long. People are like, oh, it's just another crackhead homeless guy. Oh. They shouldn't be stigmatized for that. I mean, these are people, these, these are people, um, you know, whether, and, you know, nobody should be, um, you know, if people, you know, yeah. we're uh, all people, <laughs> just, there's just, and, you know, like the, um, you know, women's reproductive rights, like, you know, I, I can't, I still, it's amazing to me and amazing in probably the worst way possible, um, Hmm. Old. Oh, I'm sorry. It does, it's lagging. The images and the sound lagging. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, I think it's fine. Sorry. Okay, you were. Oh, you, okay. you you you. It cut when you said and for um reproductive rights and then it frozen. But now it's fine. So I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Um. Yeah. So the reproductive rights um issues. I mean, it's. It's unreal to me that there, and it's, there's so much hypocrisy behind it too. Oh, Cause yeah. it's like, you know, these whole, like these fucking pro-lifers are like, it's a, it's a child, not a choice. Or like your abortion is murder. Blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, <laughs> as soon as that kid comes out, you do not give a shit. Exactly. I think George Carlin said it properly. It's like, if you're in the womb, like they'll take care of you. Um, but once you're in kindergarten, you're yeah, fucked. Like, bye. you know, like, you know, like, bye. And it's, it's, I, I don't understand why it, um, you know, a woman's choice to, to follow through with a pregnancy or to not 
is literally nobody, nobody else's business. It affects nobody else but that woman. Yeah. And like it, it you know, that phrase, my body, my choice, mm-hmm. that, that statement is in direct correlation. Hello, kitty. Mm-hmm. Um, um, of that person's body when those mother sorry i keep swearing because oh, it makes me okay. so angry totally fine um but when those motherfuckers out there that refuse to get vaccinated for example <laughs> yeah um they're and using that phrase my body my choice i'm like fuck you mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck you because you choosing not to get vaccinated against a disease that literally caused the entire world does affect everybody yeah your decision in doing that literally affects the person next to you mm-hmm. so that phrase is completely washed out in that circumstance oh, yeah. um, so i think what what really and you know i try to I try really hard to keep a positive outlook um in our society because there are good people out there there are people that are passionate about these um these issues that are happening and like and are i mean look at what's happening in our climate yeah you know one third of pakistan is underwater right now yeah oh it's awful and it seems like nobody shared this news nobody gives a shit and it's like and what i have a problem with is And I don't really, I have a problem with it. I mean, this is just purely my feeling on Mm -hmm. this, but it's really shitty to hear people say, well, I have nothing to do with it, so why should I care? Mm -hmm. Until it affects them directly. And the thing is, is when these catastrophes and like you know these situations are happening to other people it shouldn't have to take you being directly related to it or you being directly affected by it for you to give a shit why are we so because yeah we're so disconnected of other people and it's like why does it have to take that why These people, you see the suffering that is happening. Mississippi doesn't have drinking water. Whoa. Yeah. Like, that is insane to me. We are in 2022, and one of the major cities in our country does not have drinking water. Flint, Michigan has a drinking water crisis. Like, people can't drink water. They can't take showers. They can't do laundry. They can't use the toilet. They they can't. That is insane to me. Yeah. And and there's just too many people that just don't give a shit, that use the term, well, why should... Or another another wonderful phrasing, (laughs) well, what have they done to help me? Yeah, this, this, and also uh, uh, sometimes... This is not a trade-off. Yeah, sometimes (laughs) I feel like they want to punish people, like... Yeah, because they're they're not getting anything back. It's like, you got pregnant, so you have to be punished. It's not how they say that, but it's kind of how I understand it. And Yeah, like, there are women that are being prosecuted and indicted for 
having to go through an abortion in their state because, you know, they're, you know, because of some internal issue that has happened and that child's not going to survive. Yeah. Uh. And so the only option is to, uh, it, it is insane to me, this is, and like, I, again, it is, it is a grim outlook. <laughs> it is a grim, grim, grim outlook, but all I can do and all I can mm-hmm. hope is that those out there that recognize these issues happening and want to do something about it, um, or at least want to bring awareness to it, bringing awareness to it helps. It does. so much more educated because of people like you talking about important things uh, about reading social medias help me a lot and now yeah, i mean there's definitely a downside to social media yeah. um, because you know you do have you know the other side that is flooding you know the feeds with yeah Oof. literally false information yeah <laughs> 
or just general, literally, over, just general overwhelming stuff. But yeah. at least I see the positive of social media. It got me a lot more educated, and thank you, yeah. thank you for that. Like, yeah, I mean, and it's you know, all I can do is just hope that we can, t you know, those out there that see outside of themselves um, and see who needs help. Mm -hmm. um, what they can try and do and help. Um, even if it's, again, just bringing awareness to the situation. Um, mm -hmm. That that kind of movement is going to drive us towards the right direction, at least until before the earth fucking explodes into the sun or some shit. Because, uh, you know, <laughs> our I mean, our, our mother earth is pissed. Yeah, she pissed off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's real pissed off. She's like, "You motherfuckers want to do all this shit to my body right now? My body, my choice." <laughs> so, um, this is you know, amazing. Uh, oh my god, I love this. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Honestly, like, it, and it's sad that like there's just so many people that are like innocent bystanders that are just getting affected by it. Like, and it's always the poor it's yeah. always you know just the and and then there's just motherfuckers that are just continuing to get richer and richer oh, and yeah. doing and, and building fucking dick size you know dick shaped rocket ships to go to space like fuck you how dare you use that money for that like fuck you you have enough money where if you take literally a third of your income you still have plenty of money to buy whatever fucking private jets mm -hmm. that are pushing out deadly ass emissions into the air to fucking provide food mm -hmm. and shelter and toilets and clean water um you know it, it's it's just fucking there's yeah. just you know there's a beautiful side to humanity and there's a real fucking ugly one too and i'm hoping that the good side kind of just starts to push its way into you know into taking over but it's it's a very very hard uphill battle because yeah. uh, it's if you want to have some hope um my my boyfriend says something very uh comforting He says that generally the society progress all the time. Like over the years, you see always a progression. But at yeah. every step, you have some uh, backwards eventually because yeah. of people reacting. They want to keep their privileges and it's really bad. Yeah. But we have to keep in mind that overall, yeah. we're still improving. And I, it helps me a little, even if it's like, yeah, you know, I, And I don't want to be toxic. <laughs> I don't want to be like toxic positive. But for me, it helped me calming me because I'm very often overwhelmed yeah. by all, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think um, I don't think that mindset is toxic positivity. I think toxic positivity is ignoring. Yeah, or like the situation, oh yeah, oh yeah. and just being like, "Oh, why do you have to think so negatively about real situations that are happening?" It's you know, you just gotta have, you just gotta be you know, grateful. Keep on, you know, be yeah, grateful be thankful what for have. what you what you have. Yeah. And it's like I am thankful for what I have. It doesn't erase what the shit mm -hmm. that's going on, and I'm allowed to feel the oh, way yeah. I feel about it and get through it. Mm -hmm. So. um So, yeah, I don't think that I don't consider that toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think I think that's a very, very strong quality um, 
to have it's just um, another, to be able to recognize. Yeah, it's another perspective. It's more like an historical perspective. Like that yeah. I love. and like unfortunately, oh sometimes it takes like a really gnarly, shitty series events, series of events, to make something beautiful come out of it. I mean, it's an unfortunate thing, but um, you know, for example, like uh, this is. I hope this doesn't come out shitty, but like you know, the recent attacks on asian americans for example mm-hmm. um Ugh. it is horrible it is terrifying yeah um i i'm scared you know i get scared for my family all the time Aww. i get scared for my friends um but it's also raised awareness about how long you know Asian Americans have been perceived mm-hmm. um, the jokes that have been made. And I'm guilty of making those jokes too. I am, I, you know, nowadays I'm just like, I, I don't really go down that road because I know how damaging it has, be, it has become and has driven that, uh, that, you know, um, perspective towards Asians. Um, so I really try, I try really hard not to, to perpetuate that stereotype, you know? Yeah. Um, but it, it's still a thing that we have to battle every day. Like, you know, you know, uh, I'll be driving and, you know, somebody to the, I'll look somebody to the right of me and they'll like pull their eyes, you know, to no! the sides or whatever, you know? And I'm just like, fuck Are you. you kidding like, me? You know, oh, like top. that shit still happens. I mean, and, you know, I see it all the time um, uh, or, you know, it's just it's just it's just a reality that we live in and it needs to be brought to attention and it needs to be like, you know, brought, you know, we need to bring awareness to this and um, realize how fucked up that is, it is. <laughs> you know. Oh, or like, you know, you hear people say, you know, and thankfully I haven't really come across it, you know, and that, that like whole pulling of the eye thing is something that I haven't come across recently. I mean, I've, I've come across it in my past. Um, and never thought it was, you know, uh, anything that was damaging to me at that point in time. But mm-hmm. now I see, I'm just like, that's fucked up. Like, you know, and, but again, that was something that I learned, you mm-hmm. know, I learned back then that that was like, Oh, it's just somebody joking around. Oh, we but always do that. Is, oh, yeah. You know, that's a fucked up thing to do. Um, but, you know, I, and I, you know, I do, you know, I'm on, you know, when I'm on social media, sometimes I, I see, you know, videos of, you know, people saying like, go back to your country. And I, like, you know, you weren't born here. And I'm like, I, you know, this person's like, I was born in Chicago. Even if even people who, who were born in another country, what the fuck? Like, why would you say that? Yeah, it happens a lot. You know, and it's, it's really fucked up. Like this is, you know, I think, and I, I think that, And we're, and we're in a position now that, you know, I feel like every country should have this um, kind of mindset is that we, this world should be a melting pot for everybody mm-hmm. to be, to yeah. feel welcome. Like if I wanted to live, if I wanted to live in, I don't know, 
if I wanted to live in Greece, mm-hmm. for example, and like I moved to Greece, I should be treated as a Grecian. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, or if I wanted to move to the UK, you know, and eventually got my citizenship in the UK, you know, I shouldn't be treated as like, you know, and, and that's the fucked up thing is like that. That's a, a lot of mentality towards, um, and this is, you know, most prominently with Asians, um, is that we're, we're looked at as almost you know, as alien, you know, Whoa. as you know, not from here, no matter mm-hmm. whether you were born here or not. Um, so it, it's, wow. And, and unfortunately, it had to take these, you know, I mean, we, we were the one demographic that got blamed for COVID. Oh, you know? yeah. We had a lot of very bad stories here in public transportation. Yeah. Like, I was so fucking ashamed. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't have any words for that, no. you know? And, <laughs> um, you know, and, and, it, and it took... And you know that it had to, unfortunately, it had to take that for people to realize. Like it, it brought out that ugliness out of people, but it also brought that awareness to others that are like, "Yo, that is fucked up." Like you yeah. don't, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, like why would you do that to somebody? All because they're uh, Chinese or Japanese, Korean, Vietnamese, Laotian, Taiwanese you know, Mm -hmm. uh, descent, Filipino descent, any Asian descent, like it's, you know, it's, it's fucked up. Mm -hmm. Oh, kitty, kitty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, and, and that's just like an example of like a shitty series of events that happened for something productive to come out of it. So now there's more awareness, you know, now there, there are programs to help fight and help educate people about what is happening like Mm -hmm. you know uh learning about for example you know manzanar Mm -hmm. um was a japanese internment camp in the u.s what in cal i believe yeah um you know during world war ii um people of japanese descent were taken to this camp i didn't know during world war ii ah yeah we had our own version of concentration camp here, <laughs> oh, you know, God. um, I didn't learn about it in school. I learned no. about it in college, but, but the fact like these things happened, you know, I think, you know, I didn't know about the events that happened, um, in Tulsa where an entire black community was virtually wiped out mm. a prominent thriving black community was wiped out by a bunch of white supremacists that were fucking jealous. Mm. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you not give somebody else an opportunity to thrive? I see. It's I, disgusting. I will never understand. <laughs> I tr- sometimes I I tried to understand, but I just stopped because there's it's just it's a fear of losing something for sure, but it's based on fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And like, if you're in fear of, like, I don't understand why, like, people are like, "Oh, they're gonna take this away from me." It's like, why can't you just share it? Because people, why does it have to be one or the other? Because people see rights as they see a cake. Like, 
If yeah, I, if they I, see rights as a privilege. I, 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 or a if, privilege as a right, I should say. <laughs> no, but they see like a... Yeah, right. Like you, human rights as uh, as a cake. Like if I don't take as much as possible for me, yeah, I have, they uh, want their cake and eat it too. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's how it works, unfortunately. Yeah. And you know what? I thought Green. we were. I, I thought we were kind of protected here in in Canada, but today. Our, the new uh, chief of the Conservative Party will be elected, and among the candidate, we have a very uh, dangerous Trumpist guy, and he is the one who has the more chances to be elected as a chief of the party. So, which means oh, that no. on at the next election, if Trudeau uh, is out, uh, we might have a, a Trumpish guy. <laughs> In Canada, please. And it's I think if um, when is uh, the election for uh, for prime minister? I don't uh, know how it works in Canada. Is it like the same? No, it's it, uh, it. You vote for a deputy of a party, and the the party who has the most elected deputy wins, and they have already a, a chief who's there uh you know okay. so so it's a little different than the than the u.s okay. but, but also similar yeah so but, okay. but the, if you want to vote for the chief you have to be already you you have to be a member of the party like you have to buy a card member so oh, okay conservative, i'm just wondering like because yeah. as if if this person becomes the chief of the conservative party mm -hmm. right um or the lead of the mm -hmm. conservative yeah, party um so that person would go up against trudeau yeah and so um and so is there would there be one um would there be a lead available for uh like the uh liberal party or progressive or is there another party that would be more yeah, progressive there is, there is like five major parties yeah we have a more okay. progressive party called the npd npd okay uh, ndp in, in english yeah so yeah you have an, an option you, we have more options here to vote okay in the u.s i feel okay. like you have only two so Like yeah. I mean, we do have more. It's just people just concentrate on the two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but here too, it's uh, very concentrated on on liberal or conservative. So it's yeah, we have yeah. some similarity. But I'm still okay. worried. So uh, because you know, for instance, the reproductive right. Uh, I think so far we are safe in Canada and in Quebec. But now I'm not sure anymore. And and it's, we always have to be vigilant like very careful yeah. and about I think it would be too. I think if there's any resources that you can provide about this election because mm -hmm. I know that I try my best to um you know bring awareness to like our elections like our midterms and everything our primaries yeah. um I would be happy to share information about candidates as well mm. um because I think it's important it's really important you know it's all connected um, It's all, connected. it's all connected. Like Trump was contagious everywhere. So we all yeah. have consequences. I consider him the real COVID-19. I mean, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so interesting to talk about that. But I, I suggest people to check your Instagram because you on your in your bio, you have a lot of links, a lot of fundraisers. Uh, you you participate to a lot of fundraisers. And I think it's important. Uh, do you feel like the punk rock scene is... Uh, 
committed to the, those causes? Do you think it's it's better than it used to be, or could it be improved in the punk scene? Do you feel like people have your oh. back, or you know, you know? I mean, I feel like I have an, uh, a good amount of support. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like those organizations that I try to <clears throat> bring bring light to um, receive the support from um, from the punk community. I don't expect people to. I, I'm not here to force anything. Mm -hmm. I'm mainly here to bring awareness. And if you know, I'm not. I can't. I can't force anybody to do anything that's no, just sure. not the way i work sure, sure, sure. um all i can do is bring awareness to things and hope that they'll want to be a part of it or contribute towards it or raise awareness and and put their you know um you know be involved in it yeah. um i you know just like i choose to bring awareness and be involved as mm -hmm. much as I can, you know, and of course, you know, it does take a toll. It's very exhausting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very overwhelming. Um, you know, um, so there are times where I'm just like, I need a break. <laughs> I need to hit the reset button real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, I've been in the punk scene for a while. I don't consider myself, an expert in the scene by any means um i don't want to consider myself an expert mm -hmm. in it um because i don't i'm i'm not here to be like this is punk rock and this isn't yeah i'm, I'm not here to do that no this is really bad <laughs> i'm not here to do that <laughs> no you know I, i i'm not that person i'm like this is music hope yeah. you like it happens to be a fast punk beat this one happens to be a little bit more hardcore this one happens to be a little bit more rock and roll this one is a little yeah. bit it's got a little reggae side to it yeah i'm like eh, it's all melting pot I, i'm a melting pot kind of person you know i just want yeah, yeah i just yeah. want it all i just want it all to you know come together everybody get together everybody come together yeah, but we're, you still, know, um, we're still a community i feel a very I feel like we are a big family at the same time. So yeah. I wonder if, yeah. You know. I think so too. But I think also, I think it would be great to have an even bigger family where it's not, I mean, yes, mm -hmm. there are different genres of music, but it's like, you know, like hip hop is punk rock's cousin instead yeah. of separate, mm -hmm. you know, oh, yeah, yeah, like just that. a, You know what I mean? Like, we're all, like, a big family. That's why, like, with Bases Against Races, yes, there are a yes. lot and predominantly uh, punk bases that are involved. But I was, you know, I was so thrilled and honored to have, like, for example, um, you know, uh, Georgia South of the Nova Twins, who's... The Nova Twins, by the way, are exploding right now. Um, these two beautiful women um and from the uk they've played you know they've gone on tour with bring me the horizon oh wow um you know they've they're recognized by like rage against the machine they're very very Whoa, rage against nice. the machine you know like that's that is incredible like i got to you know we got to feature georgia in this um when shaya edelkan from from the gorillas mm -hmm. reached out you know And was like, I would love to be a part of this, wow. you know, and I'm getting people, you know, this is not like a punk basis only. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting, I'm literally coming at this campaign with any and all genres. I will do this until I run out of bass players to feature because 
there are always going to be organizations that need help. There are always going to be organizations that need attention Mm -hmm. um, and awareness. And there are bass players that need a little that need a little recognition too. Yes, exactly. So. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote exactly that on my notes. Like I think it's fantastic <laughs> for the cause, of course, but also for bassists. <laughs> you know, I'm just and and it rolls off the tongue so well too. By the way, <laughs> bassists against racist. I'm like, oh yeah, oh, shit, that rhymes. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, I mean, I was, you know, it was just a way to, to bring the community together, bring awareness to these organizations, um, bring light to bass players, you know, like give us a little bit of a, you know, recognition too, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, it was just a way to bring people together Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's been, it'll be, uh, it's been almost two years since I started it and I love my team is incredible. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we have Gabby chaos, of, oh, uh, Gabby. chaos merch. Yeah. And the venomous pigs, um, incredible band. Those, those ladies are just fucking killing it I right know, now. And yes. I'm, I can't, I'm can't express how proud I am of They're them so and all great. the work that they do. Um, and of course, uh, Enos, who is, uh, you know, Bad Cop, Bad Cop's tour mom, uh, also merch queen. Um, and so she runs, you know, our international, the international store, um, team mom merch. Um, so, and she, you know, all of her, you know, all of the merchandise that comes out of hers, like apparel wise, mm-hmm. um, is made from like sustainable, um, materials, um, And, you know, last but certainly not least is Paul Smith of Zombie Teeth Clothing, who has been incredibly generous with, uh, you know, putting artwork together um, and creating these beautiful, you know, uh, just beautiful images for for Mm -hmm. these shirts. Um, And of course, you know, and again, last but not least, uh, you know, everybody that has been in support of this campaign that has continuously been like, you know, like, oh my God, I can't wait to see who's next. And they have placed their orders in that, you know, some people have made it like a collector's item, which is like, wow, hey, more power to you, baby. Like, that's awesome. Um, and of course, you know, the, um, all the bass players that have wanted to get involved. Um, it, thank you. Like, thank you. You know, it, this is so great. Uh, it's, it's just been, it's just been a wild ride and, uh, you know, just, I, it's just been a beautiful thing, um, that has come out of it. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful to, uh, to be a part of it. I don't want to get, um, you know, it's, it, this is a team thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody that's been involved from those that have purchased it to those that have, you know, for, to, to Gabby and Enos and, uh, mm-hmm. and Paul to all the bass players involved, you are all are what make this happen. Aww. I'm just here to be a liaison. That's, That's great. all it is. We need you know? that. So we need more initiatives like that in the scene and beyond the scene. <laughs> 
you know, it's funny because like anytime I see like some the past couple times, I think there was a picture of like Carl Alvarez and Lil Joe, like Carl, you know, obviously from the descendants and Lil Joe from Lagwagon yeah. and RKL. Um, they're both wearing like, you know, bases against racist shirts, like the, the, the generic one. I think Joe may have gotten it from another merchant, but who the fuck cares? Like that's, that's <laughs> awesome. You're still representing, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, Jim Lindbergh wrote underneath, uh, singers, against alt-right wingers and i was like get that started bitch get that started <laughs> yeah we need that too oh my god i want to be a part of this <laughs> yes like <sighs> if you can figure out a way musicians like people if you figure out a way to do this and yeah. to be able to give the proceeds like a support the businesses that are producing this but also all the proceeds um you know to be you know bring awareness to these organizations and contribute towards them fucking do it let's be creative it's, be creative with it you know like it's it's and i think um um oops from um from tsunami bomb mm -hmm. she said uh she said something that had to do with keyboardists <laughs> oh i forget what it is but it, it, it's coming out it, they're all coming out keyboardist And, against trumpism for against yeah Trumpist. something like that yeah it was just it was it, it, these ideas are coming out and um oh. and just 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 do it if you oh, can yeah, just do yeah. it if it's not oh, overwhelming well. to you just do it or maybe you know um once things you know if i'm able to maybe i can help facilitate it i'm happy to help out in any way that i possibly can so like um uh, yeah just if oh. you can figure out a way and if you want to do it just just do yeah. it. it it's honestly very just very rewarding um mm -hmm. you know it's 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 just a beautiful thing to see um you know these contributions that are being made to these organizations and you know here i'm you know hearing back from some of these organizations like oh my god thank you so much for thinking about us and i'm like you don't have to thank me just this is you guys are actually doing the work we're just Aww. here to give you a little a little crutch you know so um but it that's wow it's important it's totally. important to do. <laughs> I have a few last questions for you that you, you can answer fast from the Patreon, from my listeners. Um, okay. Yeah. What's your favorite non-punk rock music? And uh, like who, genre? Yeah, or artist, band, artist, band. Um, Tom Waits. Oh. Tom Waits. Nice. Um, he's my number one. I have his face tattooed on my ribcage, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Rad. And what's your favorite yeah. movie? Favorite movie? This is from Ryan. Question is from Ryan. Ryan? Yeah. Oh my lord, Ryan. So many favorite movies. Oh god, that's so tough. Um Fuck. Uh Can we go back to that? I got a minute to, I got to think about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> There's so many, I have so many favorite movies that I can't, I honestly just can't choose one. Yeah. I can, let me go ahead and just choose one, you know, um, off the top of my head here, um, would have to be, um, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Oh, I love Lord of the Rings. All right. All three of that, all three of them, all three of them. I'll just throw that one out there because it's definitely on the list. I have so many more, but that will take hours <laughs> to go through. 
Another question from Lauren. She wants to know. Oh, first she says you're super rad. She loves you so much. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. And she wants to know if you're gonna play in Australia. Is it in the plans eventually? Uh, I hope so. Um, I would love to come back to Australia. Um, you know, we when we went there with no effects and mm -hmm. hot water music. Um, it was such a magical time. Oh, yeah. um, a koala took a shit in my hands. It was great. Uh, what, 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 what took a shit in your hand? A uh, koala. We went to oh, this. Koala. Uh, this. <laughs> yeah. There's like a picture of me like holding a koala. It's super cute. And then there's like one right after it took a shit. And I'm just like. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> oh, that's rad. And I got a, 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 probably like 10 questions about uh, if you have new music coming soon. The band or We're yours. We're working on some stuff. Mm. We're working on it. Oh, okay. Keep your eye, keep your ears peeled. And <laughs> someone also said, if you have new songs coming soon, is there is there a chance you could play them uh, in uh, France when you're touring there? Do you have a tour? Uh, maybe, maybe is if if we nail it or if we feel comfortable playing it. Because the last thing we want to do is play the song and worry about playing it right. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, or like you know, because you know, songwriting evolves. Um, mm. So we certainly don't want to shoot our wad too soon. So, okay. <laughs> but if we can, we probably will. Mm. Someone else, I forgot to 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 write their name. Uh, wants to know if you're gonna do another uh, acoustic video stuff like uh, "Rock the Sofa" you made like two or three uh, two years ago. You oh, plan with Pirates Press? Yeah. That was so fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I got a little bit of time. Like, you know, maybe I don't know. Would anybody would anybody want me to do <laughs> acoustic thing? Yeah, I mean, I've been playing a couple acoustic shows here and there, like, you know, locally, um, you know, the one I did recently with Brenna from The Last Gang um, and our friend Matt, Matt Cascade and The Breaks. And also oh. he's in a band with my husband called Hail a Cab. Um, if you're going to Fest, they're playing Fest. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Pliskin Brown and Jay Smalls. Um, that was the most recent acoustic show we did. And we actually, um, half the proceeds went to one of the sound guys that works at that venue who mm -hmm. had uh, suffered some really bad, like, health issues. And so we raised a couple hundred bucks for him. Wow. And we was just like, here you go, bud. Um, Doug, we're here for our community, you know. Um, but, great. yeah, I never really honestly thought about doing, like, you know, another live acoustic thing on Instagram. But, yeah. hey. Why not? My, my, If enough people want to come watch it, fuck it. I'll, I'm here to entertain you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. I'm here to entertain you. Oh, in, in every way is possible. I'm, I'm, <laughs> That's amazing. And oh. maybe, you know, what I'll do is if that happens, um, maybe we'll have like a donation button for, you know, a certain organization, maybe raise yes. some money for that, you know? Oh, um, yeah, perhaps you know i could probably do something for uh, my friend kelly who runs uh rock and roll rescue which is you know like uh, you know animal rescue program oh, so yeah i'll try and organize something <laughs> merci lynn yes merci beaucoup <laughs> it was so much fun i'm so happy we we talked together uh yes it was an amazing time Emily. we'll do a part two eventually i hope okay 
Yeah, and absolutely. Maybe we could eat pasta together. Oh someday. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pasta eaten with Amelie and Lynn. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Have a great day. What are you? What's right. a, what are your plans for today? Because it's still early for you. Yeah, it's still kind of early. So fucking good. Do you want to put a bridge in there? I'm not a victim of what happens to me. I'd rather dwell in possibilities. So I choose. I choose. What I do. Focus on our differences I know we're all part of the experience So I infuse I assume That's what I do for spending more than an hour with me today. Big thank you also to Scott Alquist for the edit and co-production to Epic Merch Store for sponsoring the show since episode one. If you want to support the show, you can subscribe to the Patreon page to have access to a lot of exclusive content. You can make a donation on PayPal or buy me a coffee. You can subscribe, share it to your friends, Tag me on your social media when you share the episodes. It's super appreciated. I don't know what I'm gonna have for you next week, so I hope you'll be there and you'll see. <laughs> Funk your life, guys. Thank you.